0: Let's face it, we're drowning in text, and up to the point of starting to use natural language processing, we had to suffer through the sad little land of knowledge management. So there is exciting potential here, and we would encourage you to be innovative, be creative. If you're going to have your people using these models, then have some guidance around what they're going to use them for and how and give them some training. And we believe that training needs to start with everybody, especially every leader, being literate uh, in this technology space.
1: This is AI for Leaders by AI Leaders. Practical, to-the-point content, helping you drive results with AI. Here's Chris and Frank.
0: Hi, welcome to the AI Leadership Podcast. I'm Frank Strickland. I'm Chris Whitlock. In the past couple of weeks, Chris and I have seen examples of misunderstanding and outright misuse where chat GPT and just this area of large language models is concerned. We have a, a more substantive piece of content that we're going to tell you about at the end, but in this podcast episode, we're going to take just about 20 minutes and get you at least on the path of being literate. Uh, to include some key strengths and cautions uh, regarding this area of language modeling. Now, here is an example of chat GPT at work. Chris and I use it almost daily. Uh, This is a pretty straightforward question. Uh, How important is AI to the US Air Force? And so what you can see from that prompt is a four paragraph answer here and we will not spend a lot of time diagnosing each of these paragraphs, but let me just say, substantively and stylistically, uh, these are very good paragraphs. The content is good, it's a good answer, the coherence within each paragraph and between paragraphs. Uh, I have seen much, much, much worse writing uh, from some graduate students and some more college students. And so you can see the excitement around this technology just given this one example here. Now, that one example is a part of a body of use cases that you see here on the screen. Just very briefly to summarize them, uh, you've experienced the completion use case uh, probably in your email or in other applications where you're writing text and the model running in the background is suggesting the next word or words to complete a sentence. But there are four other use case types that especially these large language models enable One of them is summarization, just taking a body of text and can be a large body of text and asking the model to give you a synopsis, a summary, a gist, which contains the essence of the large body of text and these models do that Mm -hmm. exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. They also do the inverse of that. You can give them a little stem, a little beginning. Uh, I want to write to you a congratulatory note on your promotion. I can give a little stem and the model will expand that out into again a very high quality piece of writing. Uh, These models also translate and they not only translate languages such as translating English to French, But they will translate programming language, such as taking HTML that we use to write web pages and translating it to a different language, JSON. And then finally, these models can be used for inferencing, uh, answering questions, and also extracting salient facts like give me all of the locations out of this large body of text. So another reason that this technology is very exciting is there's just a wide range of use cases. Now, to illustrate the excitement, uh, this is a five-year plot of Google trend data on searching using Google for these four modeling types that you see on the left-hand side here. I I love this, (laughs) Greg. Yeah, we call this a plot that illustrates chat gpt sucking all the oxygen out of the room you can see at the inflection point these two lines are representative of gpt and chat gpt google searches and obviously uh, once uh, this capability was made open uh, they're north of 100 million users if not more now um, around the planet Um, it has created a lot of buzz a lot of excitement um, and understandably so, um, we don't want to dampen the excitement, but we believe leaders must be informed uh, or you will have misunderstandings that lead to misuse.
1: I think what one thing that has struck us is because of this oxygen being sucked out of the room people can lose perspective on the range of options with this technology so we've built some material that explains how the large language models work but here we would just emphasize there's more than one way to implement this in your enterprise one way is leveraging these big capabilities like those on the left, generative pre-trained transformer, Bard, which Google has recently implemented, uh, et cetera. These are available. You can access them using a, an advanced programming interface, or or certainly, you know, your staff can access them using the user interface and, and browser that they have created. But in the center, there's a range of capability that can be exercised in the form of open source software. One of the prominent initiatives is this Hugging Face uh, API. You can come to that environment, access a number of large language models, uh, as well as Hugging Chat, which is really oriented to these question answering systems, chatbot like. The difference is in the scale of the models. So just as a simple data point, the most recent release of GPT has 1.8 trillion with a T trillion parameters. The the models that you see in the center here tend to be smaller, 1.5 billion. You might run into a 35 billion uh, parameter model, but parameters are really important in shaping the quality of the output. And what you get in the center here tend to be smaller ones. Uh, those are not unimportant. They are an option, and you should be tuned to them. And then there are Commercial off-the-shelf software vendors, which also have models like Scale AI with its Donovan uh, product, uh, or Databricks, which has uh, its Dolly model, those wrap these models around other sophisticated functionality, which makes it easier than potentially implementing in the center block uh, something that you're building, so to speak, from scratch with open source models. So simply know your options and realize it's not just one. Now, we would say as you do that, be thoughtful.
0: Lean, so, lean forward uh, and pay close attention at this point.
1: Yeah, a key aspect here that, as leaders, we all should be attuned to is what's happening with your data. Do you have staff who are, in the interest of summarizing, which these capabilities will do briskly, putting your data into those browsers to get summaries back? Have you set policy? Do you have guidance? Be thoughtful about that. Uh, there's misleading testing results, potentially. This is an area that will continue to get attention, we're sure, but you've probably seen it. Look how XYZ model does on the law school admission test or on uh, the the um, CPA examination, et cetera, these professional examinations. And... The concern that's been raised by sophisticated analysts looking at performance is hmm, are these large language models actually memorizing the result and we are testing them effectively on what they've been trained on? Or do they truly have the ability to answer new? Uh, Without going a lot deeper right now, huge caution flag. Like envision us waving a yellow flag right now. It's easy to over-ascribe capability to these models. They are limited in what they do. They are limited by how they function. And it's easy to think that they are... More sophisticated and giving answers that reflect reasoning which are not true. Uh, hallucinations, as an example, this can happen with software code, uh, meaning you ask it to write certain kinds of code. It can definitely happen with text. They will give you plausible looking answers which are utterly false.
0: Very plausible looking, as in, Very plausible you're not really sharp, answers. you won't know the difference
1: exactly which are utterly false this can happen with software code that you ask them to write this can happen with text that you ask them to write and as leaders you've got to be aware that this can go on and if you put yourself in a weapons free posture everybody in the organization can use it you know however you want danger danger now last one there reliability um particularly when you're in the uh, open source arena, uh, I I would say this would be a highlight, but these are very sophisticated capabilities. And in the open source arena, they're getting updated and it's moving fast. Documentation in some instances is light. Some of what I've looked at, it's light. I, I have dealt with teams even in the past week where results Achieved on Monday are fundamentally different and worse on Friday. Results achieved on Monday are fundamentally worse on Friday. (laughs) Good for you to tune into this before you release enterprise capability based on this. Just understand and treat it uh, as you would professionally software development.
0: Mm. So, We are not suggesting um, that you, you know, go into the dark corner of the room and, you know, drag everybody with you and don't touch any of these capabilities. That's not at all what we're talking about. We, We think you should be innovative and creative because as we've alluded to, these are very exciting capabilities to work on text. And let's face it, we're Drowning in text and up to the point of starting Mm -hmm. to use natural language processing, we had to suffer through the sad little land of knowledge management. So there is exciting potential here, and we would encourage you to be innovative, be creative. But let us give you two principles that everyone should be applying. And, And the one is start by working on narrow use cases. Um, One of the great strengths and, frankly, eye-watering capabilities in chat GPT is I can ask it to give me a summary of the Reformation and Martin Luther's life, and it'll do it. And then 10 seconds later, I can say, give me a synopsis of the difference between nuclear fusion and nuclear fission, and it'll do that. Uh, and you you do that and you might walk away thinking, oh, well, this is a question and answer system for any question under the sun until you run face first into a hallucination. And you can run face first into a hallucination and not know it. Um, and so narrow the use case. You will help the model do well for you If you narrow the use case and just in general, when we're talking about developing the AI solution, uh, you do well to start with the problem you're trying to solve, not with the tech that you're trying to deploy. Um, Then the second principle is have clear training and guidance for your staff. Um, In the case of JP Morgan, and we're aware of some other companies, some of which have substantial federal practices, they have just prohibited their staff from using this capability. You, you will not use it. Uh, we do not feel that the risk is worth the reward. And certainly so they, for the time being, yeah, yeah, they're being careful, right? Very careful. Yeah, they, they, they are avoiding the risk by prohibiting its use. We don't suggest one size policy fits all, um, but but just common sense that takes a little effort. Um, if you're going to have your people using these models, then have some guidance around what they're going to use them for and how, and give them some training. And we believe that training needs to start with everybody, especially every leader being literate, uh, in this technology space. And so we have created uh, a body of content, uh, a lesson, an 83-minute lesson. Very exciting. That will take um this area, Chat GPT and large language models, and make you literate. And we're confident in that. It's a free piece we'd offer to give you your money back, but it's a free piece of content that you can get access to at aileaders.com or or through our YouTube channel. Um, but it is an 83-minute lesson that we have tested with several master data scientists and several national security experts and gotten tremendously positive feedback uh, across consistent across the board uh, on it. Uh, In this lesson, we're going to open the hood on this technology. And uh, Chris alluded a moment ago to text being converted to math. We're going to show you how that works in a way that every leader can grasp it. Uh, Then we're going to walk you through some use cases so that you're kind of thoroughly grounded in use cases. But then we're going to cover the strengths and limitations of this capability in some detail. And we're going to finish up by covering some things that you can be certain of regarding this tech and some areas in which we think there's uncertainty moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so It will make you literate in this technology. It is an 83-minute lesson, but it moves through five segments. It moves along briskly. Uh, We think it will make you able to lead and give guidance. We think it will make uh, all of your staff uh, trained so that you can use this tech uh, in a way that is responsible, uh, mitigates risk, and most importantly, supports your mission. So on behalf of Chris and I, uh, we hope that this brief podcast has given you some handholds around this technology. Uh, Frankly, we hope it will spur your interest to go and consume the 83-minute lesson or get training somewhere, competent training uh, on this technology. Uh, If this content is of use to you, Uh, we would encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, give this episode a like. If you're consuming this on Apple or Spotify, uh, please take time to give us a five-star review. And if you have a moment, just a one-sentence rating uh, review. Uh, It will help to spread the word. We are trying to help accelerate the scaling of AI throughout the national security enterprise and indeed the government in order for the U.S. to win this global technology competition. And we think having thousands of leaders that are literate and then fluent in AI leadership is essential to that cause. So thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your time. Uh, You'll find more resources like this podcast and training courses uh, at our site, AILeaders.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, We value your feedback. But until next time, appreciate you. Indeed.